0: For those of you curious, I'm not going to take my shoes off. So, and I think as an almond, all of y'all will be happy about that. So, Well, y'all couldn't get away with a week without an almond up here in the pulpit. I am clearly the less attractive, the less articulate, and probably less well-known almond, which is probably in part why Katie asked me to speak here in the first place. So as you all know... I am wait, and to many of you, I'm probably better known as the pastor spouse who does his best. I'll, maybe, I'll be a maybe not great job of wrangling our two toddlers on Sunday mornings right about over, over there. Um, and I, you know, I, I was told at some point too that I really need to learn how to make a casserole. Because that is the main role of pastors of a pastor's spouse, to bring a casserole to all of the different events. As I have yet to actually learn how to make a casserole, I'm grateful to all of you uh, for not having that expectation of me. At any rate, my faith story started innocently enough uh, growing up in the Episcopal Church in Baltimore. A family friend, you know, not, not my parents, but a family friend, had taken the role of my sister and my spiritual guide, picking us up every Sunday morning and taking us to St. John's Episcopal Church out in the valley, as we would say. Sunday mornings were spent listening to the pastor talk and talk and talk <laughs> and then talk some more, but then we had some Sunday, Sunday morning Sunday school classes, and it all culminated in a confirmation class in 8th grade. It was at this point I decided that I wanted to assert my rights and unabashedly unabashedly did so by telling my parents that it was my right as a confirmed Christian to choose whether or not I wanted to go to church. I chose not to. (laughs) Since that fateful Sunday morning in 1995 I clearly have come back around to make some other choices and continue to make the choice to come back to church, as it's a place that I have found true family through our communal belief in God. And as I started my journey back to the church in college, I found my family start to expand as I gained faith parents and people like Jacob Psalms, Andy and Brenda Burgess, and Rick Mays, and gained faith brothers and sisters through my journey in medical school, who showed me what it's really like to live out your faith on a daily basis. When I was in residency in Durham, North Carolina, I found my real, first real faith family in a church that Katie and I went to. It was the first time I felt part of a church family with shared ideals and beliefs of the church elders, other parents and youth, all as children of Abraham through our belief in Christ. And this was felt most, especially on the death of my dad in 2016. Katie and I, with Molly in utero, made the drive back from the funeral to Durham. And upon arriving home, we found our refrigerator stocked with groceries donated by the session of the church. Our house was decorated with signs of love from the youth of the church. And a warm dinner, okay, pizza and beer, with friends less than 20 minutes after we got home. I knew that the family we had gained through our church was a family that was there to support us as we went through one of the hardest chapters of our lives. I like to think too that in that time and place, I was able to show God's love to others in that church by being a youth mentor mentor to the kids in the youth group. I knew that showing up week in, week out was what it means to be a family. And I wanted to do my part to be a family for them. This family, this being a family also meant my own very first trip to Montreal staying in the boys' house without AC in July. Yeah. But it was in that place, a thin place, as Katie likes to call it, where those bonds of family were made stronger through energizers, early morning coffees on the porch, rock hopping, late night conversations with the youth and the other sponsors. And all of this culminated in a true mountaintop experience as one of the youth, a girl named Hannah, whose leg was amputated at birth, made it to the top of Lookout Mountain with the help of the outstretched hands of her peers. Hands that lifted her up, sorry, hands that lifted her up the mountain when she was down, and hands that exchanged high fives at the summit. And as I watched this unfold from atop the rocky crags of Lookout, I stood with my arm around Hannah's mom, both of us recognizing without saying a word, that truly with family, anything is possible. Upon moving to Atlanta a few years ago, I was nervous about the ability to find another church family after we had had it so good there in Durham. And initially there was some struggle, but Katie, Molly, Jack and I have been welcomed so warmly into this Morningside family. It's obvious that the lineage of Abraham is strong here as is our all, all of our faith in Christ. Well, for me, it's been a slow process, in part coming out of the pandemic, and in part because there are 400 of you, one of me, but I have felt the warmth and embrace of this church's family through its love of Christ. And I see that every Sunday morning in church and the parent Sunday school group, which I affectionately call the parent support group, and all of the strong relationships I see. And more specifically, I got to see these bonds strengthen as our own church has traveled to the thin place of Montreat and experienced all of our own mountaintop experiences, reminding me of Christ's love and how we are meant to love each other as family. As I finish up, I'll leave you with this. As Katie and the PNC were wrapping up the call process, Katie and I discussed that I should make a visit to Morningside without her, can't give up the whole thing, Um, because this was gonna be my church too. And so on a Sunday morning in early March of 2020, I did what Katie and I dubbed a stealth visit. With the little smiles and knowing nods to those on the PNC, like Alex and Tom and Jeff and the others. um, And I sat with the Freese family um, as a friend visiting from Florida. They didn't realize they were moving to Florida at the time, but we we all made it work. But I sat with them just as a friend. We sat right around where we sit now. it was that Sunday morning that I realized that this place was a special place and is a special place. Jonathan played Amazing Grace on the organ, a hymn that was played at my dad's funeral, and I knew then that the people here were going to be a part of my next family.